Hello, friends. This podcast episode is very late. I usually try to post Fridays, second and fourth Fridays before midnight, right? Like, I squeak it in, so it's basically Saturday. But that's when I try to post. But today, today is Monday. That's a little delayed. But my excuse is that on Friday, I was stuck in an airport for an extra four almost five hours. Everything that came before the airport was delightful. I was down in Florida for a week visiting family and it was sunny and we swam and we did very little and it's perfect. I have a tan though I can't prove it because I start out basically the color of a blank piece of paper and just looking at me I don't look tan but then you look at the tan line and you go hey yeah that's several shades darker than you started. So it was a wonderful vacation. I think it's the first time I've completely relaxed in a very long time. But when we were flying back from Florida, we had like an an 11.30 a.m. flight, and it ended up leaving at about 4 o'clock. So it it was a long day. As long a day as we had, other folks had it worse, right? So... We got to the airport and we were just there, slowly watching the estimated departure time crawl upward, an hour here, an hour there. Suddenly it's leaving at 4.06 in the afternoon and you go, I wish, I wish I had packed lunch. So that was our experience. We were in, you know, airport chairs and the flight that we were anticipating uh, just wasn't there. We did not have an airplane because the airplane had yet to leave Wisconsin. And so that was not great, right? There's some pieces of we could have literally left where we were four hours later. That would have been fun, honestly. A little more sleep, a little more time. But there we were, hurrying up to wait. Again, could have been worse. The folks on the airplane that was late were just there on an airplane for that four hours instead of, you know, in the airport being able to walk around. While we were there, it made me think about the very hurry-up-and-wait nature of airports and air travel in general. There's a lot of pressure to get places on time and be early, and sometimes you have to literally run to catch a flight. But other times you're just sitting in the airport or on the plane, wondering when you're actually going to get off the ground. I am an anxious flyer, but it's not how you think. I actually don't mind physically flying, leaving the ground, soaring high above the earth. That part is honestly pretty cool. I'm, you know, maybe not 100% chill, but I enjoy it. It's a very safe sort of exciting. No, what drives me nuts, what sends my anxiety into overdrive is airports. And that is because I am saying I'm a perfectionist is inaccurate because I just like to do things very well. They don't have to be perfect. Perfect is an illusion and also the enemy of done. But I am very particular. I like to be planning for contingencies. I like to have the backup plan. I like things to be where I expect them to be and know how to do them. And airports, for some reason, just 
throw me for a loop. And it's because there's a lot of putsy little detail that's easy to forget, but easy to like, quote unquote, get in trouble for. For example, how heavy does your bag need to be? 50 pounds. I don't need to think about the weight of my luggage in any other aspect of my life. You drive a car somewhere. You don't ask, oh, how heavy is my bag? You go, this bag is too heavy to lift or it's too big to fit in the trunk. And those are the only two considerations. And generally speaking, you have plenty of time to figure them out because the road's not going anywhere. The car's not going anywhere. But you know what goes places without you, without your consideration? An airplane. So you have to get to an airport early. You have to maybe check in, though the digital check-in is my new life and it's wonderful. No more printing boarding passes, no more checking in. I love it. One less line. It is a good time. But you get there and then you have to go through security. And with security, you have to think about, oh, do I have the right shoes? Easy to take off, easy to put on. Something I can wear socks in, something my feet can swell in. You have to pack your liquids in a separate bag, and they need to be the right size. Something you can take out easily, something you can access, nothing that looks like an explosive. I get so rattled. And then, even then, you can do all the planning. You can do everything right, and there might be a randomized search or there might be a weird bunching thing on your pants. Um, when I fly wearing a skirt, I almost always have to get separately wanded because apparently that looks strange in the results. Anyway, there are a lot of variables when you fly. Oh, IDs. You need your ID or you're not getting on the airplane. It, the ID needs to have the same name on the ticket. You can hear in my voice how much it rattles me. I have a friend who has said, Bailey, I love to travel with you, but not at an airport. In an airport, I want to give you a sedative so you will stop being this whole wreck that you currently are. So airports make me nervous. It is a mark of how comfortable I am in my kind of nearby airport, which is super tiny. I think it can only take like six planes at a time um, that I actually think I can get to that airport maybe an hour, hour and a half ahead and have no worries, no anxiety. I'm going to get there an hour and a half ahead and I'm going to have an hour to sit before the plane loads. And that's the way I like it to be because I would rather have too much time than not enough. But there is indeed nothing, nothing like the hurry up and wait of an airport. Because like I said, you have to get there. You have to get there in a lot of time. And then you have two options. You either stand in line forever and wonder if you're actually going to make your flight, or you get through the line very quickly and wonder, what am I going to do for the next hour? There is almost no intermediate line for this. Some of my opinion and attitude about airports is probably formed by that the Chicago is one of the main hubs in my area. You literally cannot fly from with any of the like the big airlines from where I am without going to one of the hubs. So Minneapolis, Detroit, Atlanta, Chicago, you don't go anywhere direct from kind of Northeast Wisconsin, unless you're with a smaller airline that just does direct flights. And if you have ever flown through Chicago in the winter, you know that there are delays. Super common to have delays. Everything will be delayed. 
You just have to believe that. If your itinerary says, oh, you'll have a cool 45 minutes in Chicago, your itinerary is delusional. And you will not be able to make your connecting flight in 45 minutes. It's just not not going to happen. So I'm accustomed to Chicago. So there's always some kind of delay. I went on a business flight uh, a couple years ago and we were delayed leaving the airport in northeastern Wisconsin. We got to Chicago and I literally had to run to my next flight. Like literally, I didn't run the whole way because I'm not in that good of shape. And backpacks are very uncomfortable to run in. That was what I was bringing as my carry-on. But literally had to run for like a half of the way to the next flight. I was literally the last person to get on that airplane. There was zero persons in line. When I got into the plane, everyone was already seated with all of their luggage. It was nerve-wracking. And that's what I'm talking about. You either sit forever or you are on the move. This whole situation with the delayed flight on Friday reminded me of the most significant delay that I was ever on. So this was right out of college, like literally the fall after college, and I had applied to the Spain program. So I found out kind of late that I was um, able to go. I was on the waiting list and so when someone else had to withdraw, I ended up going um, and took some time to get my visa all sorted out and things. But I ended up flying on my birthday in October, very kind of late in October. Things were definitely windy. Uh, and here I am flying to a completely new country uh, due to some kind of just conflict and circumstances. A mom and dad were not able to drop me at the airport. I got a ride from my my best friend's parents, my best friend from high school. Um, Laura's my best friend from college. So I have a couple of different best friends. But uh, my best friend's fr family was able to drive me down to Chicago to catch that international flight. So here I am. My suitcase is packed. And I do not know where I'm going. I have a hostel booked for like a couple days once I get to Spain. And after that, it's it's wide open. I've had a couple contacts, but I have never rented my own place before. I have never gotten a job before. I was just going into the wild blue yonder. And it was an adventure and it was terrifying all at the same time. So got my bag all checked, got to the airport, and um, the flight out of Chicago was delayed because of course it was, but it was delayed by several hours and enough hours that I was not able to make the flight to Atlanta where the flight to Spain was leaving from. So I missed that flight and I got there and they don't really fly to Spain multiple times a day, or at least they didn't at that time. Or maybe I was catching the last one. I'm not completely sure. But I got stuck in Atlanta overnight. And I was like, what is happening? So I had to get a hotel room that night in Atlanta. And that's, you know, where I spent my birthday on this grand adventure, just kind of stuck in this limbo had to go back after that and uh, recheck in. And then I did eventually get my flight. And it was just the most interesting situation, this feeling of the adventure delayed. 
um, that I'd ever experienced. And I, I made it fine, you know, I took the flight and, and that was very smooth and got there and I think took the train to Toledo, which is where I lived for a couple years. And thankfully, I had booked the hostel for two days. So I was able to check in on that second day. Um, and in the end, it all worked out. But it was still an odd start, like a reminder that every adventure can have bumps in the road and those bumps can be part of the adventure themselves. And so when I'm delayed in an airport, especially a long time, uh, I have that memory of getting stuck in Atlanta and adulting for, I mean, low-key low adulting, right? Like not not intensive, like, I've had, you know, since then I've bought cars and thinking about houses and, and all that. So, but just operating independently with very little input uh, for one of the first times in my life. And it was, it was interesting. To wrap this whole thing back to the flight on Friday, we did make it home. Thank goodness our flight was a direct flight from Florida to Wisconsin because we didn't have any flights to miss. We didn't have to get a hotel room, though. On hour three of the delay, I was, you know, Googling places that we could go near the airport in Florida because it it didn't have a great feeling, right? Uh, But we made it back. And I'm really grateful for the pilot who told us kind of what had happened, because of course, there's all these rumors, you know, people are texting friends who might be on the flight that's leaving and no, it the flight took off. And then the weather was so bad, it came back and then they're staying on the plane and what's going on. So you know, we're all nervous and rattled and wondering if the weather was really that bad. Um, And it turns out that they had mechanical issues on the flight that we, you know, eventually took. Um, so apparently they had to de-ice, which I, this last trip was also the first time I'd been able to see them de-icing the wing of a plane, which was very interesting. It looked kind of like something out of a sci-fi. They basically power wash the snow off of the wings, and then they have to cover it in another thing that'll keep the snow from sticking. Um, and it looks very much like a robot is doing all of that. It's a guy in a kind of a fancy cherry picker sort of machine, but it looks like um, something you'd see in Star Wars, honestly. And so that took like an hour. So the pilot said, yeah, we had to de-ice the plane twice. We took off. There was a mechanical issue. We had to come back and fix that. And that is why we are four hours delayed. And everyone who had been there while there was a de-icing went, oh, that makes sense. Because again, like de-icing itself takes like an extra hour because uh, you can't fly with a plane with ice on the wings. And I don't want anyone to, honestly, because, you know, much as I enjoy actually flying, don't enjoy airports at all, but as much as I enjoy actually flying, um, yeah, I don't want it to be done sketchy or half-hearted. So that's my story about the hurry up and wait of airports. And I hope that you did not have to hurry up and wait too much for this podcast and that you're having a lovely Monday after daylight savings time transition. I think I'm tired, but there could be many reasons for that. Anyway, 
Have a wonderful evening and thank you for listening.